0: Huddle Up podcast. It is the five observations with Big Jim. I am your host, Big Jim. You can get me out on Twitter at Big Jim Sports, but make sure you are following along with the show at Huddle Up Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, and TikTok. Uh, make sure you are uh, liking, following, subscribing on all of those channels as well as on all podcast platforms. If you enjoyed the show and you are subscribed, um, please share the show with somebody you think you might enjoy it. Uh, encourage them to do the same. If you are not subscribed, click that subscribe button. Rate and review the show. We'd certainly appreciate that. Uh, Working our way towards our off-season program. We've taken a couple of weeks off the the regular um, Huddle Up episodes. Um, We came off our live, uh, live season just a couple weeks ago. We still have um, plenty of content coming out each each and every week. Uh, These observations from myself, the five for fighting with uh, Mikey B, Uh, the pitch, uh, the second episode of the pitch covering soccer and baseball from Matt. Second episode just dropped earlier today, uh, February the 26th Um, and one with EJ. Um, You know, I know he's continued to kind of uh, play hurt but uh, is getting content out when he can. We certainly appreciate that. Um, And yeah, we will be back sometime beginning in the month of March, uh, or maybe uh, closer to April, uh, but we will get back with our uh, Huddle Up off-season program. Plenty of fun topics, and we uh, look forward to getting those out here uh, very, very soon. But let's, uh, let's dive right in to my observations this week. Number one, the XFL season is now two weeks old, um, uh, the, and the, uh, I've been enjoying it. Um, it is, uh, it hasn't always been the most clean and perfect football, but it's never going to be hell. The NFL isn't. Uh, so why would you expect, um, XFL players or USFL players or anything like that, uh, to be perfect? Um, but, uh, I think it's been a lot of fun, but I, I want to give a ton of respect to AJ McCarron, quarterback of the St. Louis Battlehawks. Um, he, you know, like got emotional, um, when he, uh, he led his second come from behind victory, uh, this past Thursday night, um, against the Seattle sea dragons, um, because he talked about the, you know, that he could have, he could have probably gotten back and, and taken a backup job in the NFL, but, uh, but it chose not to, uh, because he wanted his kids to see him play and uh, be able to create memories for his kids and uh, and and that that's what he's doing man and he's like i said he's 2 and 0 um he has led two him and his team have come from behind in, in both of their games so far for thrilling last second victories and um you know it's it's pretty cool and and you know i'm sure he is not the only um the only player in the league who is who is like that and who is, um you know passed up an opportunity to ride the pine in the nfl for more money um and you know as taking this uh, taking the job in the xfl so they can play you know there's only there's only a a, a finite number of years where you're going to be able to play professional sports and they're taking advantage of it and they want to play and i can't blame them i respect each and every one of them for doing it but i wanted to give that special uh special shout out to, um, AJ McCarron, uh, for being, uh, you know, for being very vocal about it. Um, number two for this week, uh, the purge of the Washington Capitals, uh, has begun. Um, it it has been a frustrating season for Washington. The Capitals are currently, um, 29, 27 and six uh, for 64 points they are three points out of a playoff spot um in the uh, in the National uh, Hockey League's Eastern Conference um with only uh, 20 games to go. uh the trade deadline is only a few days away and you know the 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 cabs now you know again they're they're still within playoff shot um, the Islanders are the number one wild card team. With 69 points, the Penguins at 67, the Sabres, who the Capitals lost today to, um, have 66 points. So the Capitals, are, are they're in the hunt, okay? They are not eliminated from playoff contention, um, but they it has been a frustrating year. I've talked about it on these five observations multiple times, that the injuries, the issues, coaching issues... Um, and and Alex Ovechkin had missed a, a week um, because of the, the passing of his father. He traveled back to Russia. He is back with the team. Um, scored today in a loss, but scored today, so it was, a, it was the first he kind of looked himself, um, you know, since he's returned. But it is it has been a just a a struggle of a season. The Capitals played great yesterday on Saturday, the twenty fifth, and and um, dominated the New York Rangers. Um, But today they came out and they got embarrassed by the Buffalo Sabers, and and so it's just kind of been one of these one step forward, two step back kind of a season. Um, and then the the purge has begun. Uh, Dmitry Orlov, a defenseman, probably the best defenseman uh, the Caps have on the team, and uh, and and fourth line, third line, uh, center, but kind of a backbone to the um, really to the strength and. Um, stability of the the Capitals team. Guardian Hathaway were traded this week to the Boston Bruins, who are one of the best teams in the NHL this year. Um, and uh, it is so frustrating because I hate Boston. Uh, they are one of my most hated hockey franchises. So I'm I'm super bummed that we lost Orlov and Hathaway. I'm super pissed that it was to the Bruins, um, and and it is making them better and a potential uh, really strong. Uh, favorite to to win the Stanley Cup this spring, um, I would love to nothing love nothing more than to see them fail and fail early um, in the uh, in the postseason. It's it's likely that the Capitals have more trades coming uh, before this Friday's deadline, and yeah, it's it's just a bummer. Uh, it's just a bummer. Uh, there is now only um, with with Orlov leaving, there is only seven players. Um, on the Capitals still remaining from the uh, from the Stanley Cup, uh, win just five years ago. It was only five years ago the Capitals were on top of the hockey world, and and now are in the depths. Um, yeah, the only players that remain are uh Tom Wilson, everybody's favorite Tom Wilson, uh, Lars Eller, Evgeny Kuznetsov, uh, John Carlson, T.J. Oshie, uh, Nicholas Backstrom, and of course. Alexander Ovechkin. The rest, uh, have retired or are, are with, uh, are with other teams. Um, and even coaching wise, uh, there is no coaching staff, um, that, uh, that is still there. So it has been a, uh, it is, it has been a wild five years. Uh, the Capitals have not won a playoff series since they won the Stanley cup. And, uh, they certainly don't look like they're going to do it this year if they even get there. Um, but, uh, more on, uh, more on that, uh, over the next coming weeks. Um, third observation this week, how to fix all-star games. And when I say fix, I don't mean in the sense of guaranteeing who wins. I mean, how to repair them. Um, this was something, if you, if you listened to the and one show with, with EJ on the, on the huddle up feed, uh, bing, um, you heard him talk about the NBA all-star game. And that, uh, you know, that it was just kind of like joke basketball and, and, and how can you fix it? How can you make guys care? Um, first off, I I don't think you can. I think that that's, that's where you almost kind of start and end the discussion. I don't think you can. And here's why it's so it's not just, I'm not just, uh, dismissing the notion. Um, Players aren't going to care about them in the way that players used to care about them. They're not going to risk their health. They're not going to risk their brand. They're not going to risk their money, their their uh, their incentives on their contract for an all-star game, for a meaningless game. It's an exhibition. So there's not going to be hard defense being played. Guys aren't going to go all out. They're not going to go at full speed. They're not going to go at full tilt like they're going to win the NBA title by the result of of this All-Star game. They just aren't, and they shouldn't. Like, you know, the NBA is, what, 70-plus games. The NHL is 82 games. Major League Baseball is 162 games. That's a grueling, grueling haul. Uh, The NFL is obviously 17 games. Or more, if your team gets to the postseason, more because of the preseason and camp. Um, you can't expect these guys to to put their bodies on the line for a meaningless game. It's it's there's there's no point. I would never expect all stars to go and risk their health and safety for a meaningless game. And I know one of the things that, that EJ touched on, and this has been done in, the, the, in, the, in Major League Baseball in the past, it's no longer done, thank God. Like Major League Baseball, home field in the, in the World Series used to be determined by which league won the All-Star Game. Never, never do this ever again. No league should ever do it, think about it. Write it on a sheet of paper. Email it. The, the idea should never occur to anyone. Because, again, it's a meaningless game. And the majority of the time with like these sports like NHL, Major League Baseball, NBA, there's going to be the majority of these rosters are not even going to be from a team that is going to be playing for a title. So why should that team, if they're one of the best, be penalized by somebody who's not even on their team in the middle of the season in an exhibition game? So I don't, I don't know if the NBA is considering this or not, but I, I hope they aren't because it, it, it'll be the dumbest thing since baseball did it, if they are. But yeah, there, there's nothing, there's nothing you can do to fix these games. They're always going to have them. Because there's always going to be people that want to watch them, but you're never going to be able to fix them. So the bottom line is, if you don't like it, if you don't like them, don't watch them. Like, I don't I don't watch the MLB All-Star Game. I watch the Home Run Derby. I watch some of the other All-Star festivities, but I don't watch the All-Star Game. With the NHL, I, I watch the Super Skills every year. I never watch the All-Star Game. With the NBA, if I'm around, I watch three-point contest and the dunk contest and all of that, but I don't watch the game. This year I watched the Pro Bowl games and I really enjoyed them. All these the the fun new games that they did. Even the flag football game was fun. It was entertaining. I never watched the Pro Bowl before. So, it, you're not going to fix them. You can you can fix yourself and choose not to watch them. That that's the only thing that can happen. Um, number 4, the noise around Russell Wilson is loud and getting louder. Um, and what I mean by that, there's there's a there was a report that came out this week uh, from the Athletic. Now, Russell Wilson has denied this, but it was that he tried or at least wanted to get uh, the Seahawks' coach Pete Carroll and GM John Schneider fired uh, when when you know the the team and him were having their issues. Now, look, I can already hear the Russell Wilson defenders. Coming at me and saying, he should have, he should have. You know, the organization didn't give an offensive line. Look, I don't know the whole history. I don't know who was right, who was wrong, and everything that went down between uh, Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. I'll be honest about that. I've never been a big uh, Wilson guy. Like I said, he's denied this report. He's praised his time in Seattle. He's praised publicly on Twitter as head coach and John Snyder. But here's the deal. And, And power struggles are nothing new in sports, okay? Like coaches and players not getting along with each other, management and coaches not getting along players not fitting in with with the direction that a team is had. This is all this is all nothing nothing new, nothing groundbreaking, nothing earth-shattering. But you know, Russell Wilson's first year in Denver did not go well. Um there was people and whether it was just a pile on smear campaign or what. But there's people throughout this season that were coming out and and talking about how, you know, Wilson's attitude and the way he presented himself towards players and staff and things like that. Again, the noise is getting louder. Right or wrong, the noise is getting louder. This was a guy when he was in Seattle, there was all this talk of future Hall of Famer and this and that. I don't know how many people are talking about that right now. And this whole thing, this report, and again it may be a hit piece. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't even read the full report. Um but the 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 it's it's another hit to his to his image. To potentially to his legacy, like this upcoming season now with with Sean Payton and Denver and the weapons that they do have, like it feels like it's almost kind of hitting like make it or break it point for him and his legacy. Um, you know he seems like a great guy. He seems like a genuine guy, but there's there's perception, there's reality. Sometimes those don't mesh up, and 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 things right now for Russell Wilson um, are not uh, are not looking great. All right, finally, uh, and uh, for me, um, you know, this is this has been a big talk. Uh, like I said, as I'm recording this, it is February 26th. This was a big talking point yesterday. Uh, spring training baseball opened. You have new you have some new rules this year and fans, players, and teams, but most importantly, fans, fans, fans are gonna need to deal with these new rules, particularly easy for me to say, particularly uh the, the new pitch timer. So let me explain a little bit. Pitch timer rules. With uh, bases empty, there's 15 seconds between pitches. With the runners on, there's 20 seconds. Uh, a hitter gets one timeout per plate appearance. He must be in the batter's box with eight seconds left on the clock. Pitchers get two uh, disengagements, uh, pickoff attempts or step-offs the the mound per batter. A violation of that is a balk. Uh Limits on pick pickoff uh, attempts um, led to a twenty percent, twenty six percent increase in stolen bases um, when these things were enacted in the in the minor leagues. Pitch timer helped reduce game length by twenty five minutes in minor leagues last season. I've been to games with um with uh, some of these uh, pitch clock things uh, in in minor leagues, and I I think it's uh it is made the games better paced and user and and, and viewer friendly 100 percent um now this is the, this goes to yesterday the importance of of these rules and getting used to these again these spring training uh was evident on Saturday afternoon an automatic strike concluded a six six tie between the Braves and Red Sox at uh cool today park played umpire John Liebka. Ended the game when he issued the automatic strike with bases loaded, two outs, and a full count against Brave second baseman Cal Conley. Libka ruled that Conley wasn't ready to hit in time. Um, Media. Sports media has lost, was losing their mind over this. Um, Rich Eisen tweeted, quote, The powers that be in baseball need to know. There is not a soul who wears it who, watch, who wants a baseball game to end with a walk-off pitch clock violation, and that includes any soul who thinks the game takes too long and needs to go faster. End quote. To Rich Eisen and to the people who think like Rich Eisen, I say this: You're right. No one wants games to end on a pitch clock violation. Nobody. That's not why the rules were made. The rules were made to keep the pace of the game going. And it's not even a hard enforce, it's kind of like the Jeopardy clock. Like, did you know that the Jeopardy answer clock isn't a set time? Like, it's just when the producers realize that nobody's going to have the answer or they give quote, enough time for the answer. So there's going to be some leeway here. But like what what this wants to crack down on is a pitcher trying to pick off a guy 8 times in a row. Or a batter stepping out and adjusting three wristbands, two batting gloves, a shin protector, an elbow protector, a neck protector, a finger protector, Spit on the ground, grab his crotch. Spit on the ground, tie his shoe, grab his crotch, adjust the wristbands again between every pitch. That the, this that is what these rules and these clock rules have have really been designed for to keep the pace of the game going. They're not timing the game of baseball; they just want the game to keep going because "quote unquote" gamesmanship is, as as baseball purists will say is ridiculous, it's stupid, and it makes the game unwatchable. So no one, Rich, no one wants the game to end on a clock violation. But here's the important part. Learn the rules of the game. Play within the rules of the game. Almost, I was almost like Herm Edwards there. You play within the rules of the game, right? You're getting, these players are getting paid hundreds of thousands to millions and millions of dollars to play baseball. The coaches are getting paid an exorbitant amount to play, to coach baseball. Learn the rules. Every job has rules and every job's rules change at times. It's your choice to learn them or get in trouble. Like, learn and play within the rules of the game. That's what you have to do. This is a rule. Get used to it. Players, get used to it. Coaches, get used to it. Fans, media, get used to it. The players need to take the lesson, and I think another one happened today, but players need to take the lesson of of, of this weekend and of spring training and make sure it doesn't happen when games count, because guess what? Spring training games do not matter. We're just talking about the the all-star games, exhibition games, preseason games don't freaking matter. So it literally makes no impact on this season that this pitch clock violation situation happened yesterday. But what does matter is that those players, that batter, I guarantee you, ain't going to make that mistake again. you got to get used to and ready. That's what these games are are designed for. They're, They're designed to get you up to speed and get you back into game shape, but they're also designed to get you used to the new rules of the Major League Baseball. And here's something else, Rich Eisen, baseball purists. These rules, you may not like it. These rules are a change for the better of baseball, the betterment of the game. Okay, These rules make the game better. Games have been ending in in a little over two hours, under two hours and 30 minutes or so. That's a hell of a lot better than a four-hour, 30-minute marathon between the Red Sox and the Yankees. Or between anybody. But I feel like every Sunday night baseball game on ESPN turns into this uh, four-hour production. These rules are better for the game of baseball. So get used to them, players, coaches, media, fans. Because I think I'm going to enjoy baseball more this year with these rules. All right, that's so I'm going to close it up this week. Uh, again, thank you for listening in. I certainly do appreciate all the support. You can follow me at Big Gym Sports. Uh, on Twitter, you can follow the show at huddle up podcast, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, tock, youtube.com slash at huddle up podcast, subscribe wherever you can rate and review where you can share the show with your friends. Certainly would appreciate that and continue to grow the show. Uh, I'll be back next week. My five observations look for the five for fighting and one the pitch and, uh, coming soon in the month of March will be huddle up off season episodes. Uh, So thank you again for listening. Until next time, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the win.